welcome to every album ever loosened which means we didn't quite finish an episode sort of yes uh you know me if you're watching on patreon thank you so much for supporting you know alex as well hopefully uh thank you for giving us your money and for supporting us and letting us do what we do and even if people hate what we do you you make it so that it happens you're the ones to blame not us mm-hmm. uh, and if you're watching on the main feed this means uh this is this is recorded probably possibly months uh, yes. before you're seeing this but yeah join the patreon patreon.com slash every album ever if you want to get these way 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 early as well as other bonus episodes yada 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 i'm not gonna do so many pl- so many so many pluggings because it's not necessary yes. but we're here today to finish off another episode type some loose ends what are we talking about we're talking about a mr glenn dan zig there it is. He's he's getting better. He's getting much better. My brain. I, I know what it is. I know what it is. Get off my fucking dick. <laughs> Not you. This some con- I my brain knows damn well what it is. This comes out that way. Leave me alone. Um who who who's Glenn's favorite singer? Uh I b- believe. I believe. I correct me if I'm wrong. I could be yeah. wrong here. Yeah. I believe. Again, I could be wrong. You here. might be wrong. I might be wrong. Rick James? That's yeah, stupid. Mm, no, that yeah, doesn't feel right. Yeah, okay. Feel right. No, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'll get, I'll Art give. Garfunkel. Mm, I'll give I'll give you one more try. One more try. One more try. One more try. Okay, it's Elvis. Okay, it's yeah. Elvis. It's Elvis. Yeah. We like he likes Elvis. What did Elvis like to say? Oh uh only fifteen, man. Well there there's that one. Okay, what what else? Uh, uh, you know, he, he put this on the side of his planes. Kramer, Kramer said it. Taking care of business. Taking care of business. Little TCOB. Little TCB. <laughs> What's going on? Don't worry about it. Oh no. Oh, Don't worry. shit. Don't worry about it. Yes. What in the holy hell? We, dude. Oh, you're clear? shaking like Michael J. Uh, Fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, hold on. Uh, where is it? There we go. Holy shit, dude. That's right. Re- Holy crap. Although Mike said, if someone someone wears these, they're this eligible to be punched. <laughs> you're almost, you almost look like you're in a fucking sci-fi movie. I know. They're insane. But, um, you know. I, I lost my mind one night with Dylan, and we were this TC being it up. <laughs> we found these glasses, and I'm like, this is the only episode I can wear them. <laughs> so whole episode, I'm this taking care of business. <laughs> I, have to, I can't look at you. <laughs> He's like, I can't take anything he says seriously, this fucking jackass. <laughs> How can you not? I'm taking care of business. It says it on the side of my glasses. Hey, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. All right. Everyone, don't acknowledge the glasses. Let me know on a scale of love it to um, really, really, really love, love it. Yeah. Like the, like in a stone cold, cold stone creamery. Like, love it. Gotta have it. Let me know. Stone Cold Steve Austin Creamery. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, uh, so yeah, we didn't even fucking mention the name of it. We're covering Lost Tracks of Danzig. Uh, yep. Because I, I I stand by it shouldn't have been included on our Danzig episode. But check that one out, by the way. It's episode something. You're probably seeing something pop up right now if you're watching the video. Um, we had our we had our buddy, buddy Matt Berlinski on that one. It was very fun. It's a very beefy, beefy, long episode because 
It's a beefy discography. Pretty big. And uh, yeah, so these are just uh, unreleased, mostly unreleased tracks, outtakes. This came out 2007. <clears throat> and it has a lot of... I I actually like this way more than I was expecting to. Same. I was really surprised. This is maybe one of the better, like, you know, like lost tracks, B-side oh, yeah. albums. 100%. That, yeah. Like, um, it, the way it starts off, I'm like, okay, you know, we, we've been here before, but as you get towards like the middle section and towards the end, I'm like, there's some interesting things on here. There is. And there's a thing that he said, do uh that glenn said about the the about these songs saying that uh he did he doesn't consider them throwaways that they're, they're just they're just unreleased unreleased songs that didn't really fit the theme or concept of the album of like you know the time period mm-hmm. i see that 100 percent uh and it's not just because I, I i love it, those records but like <clears throat> these don't fit in at all with some of the other stuff it's like there was no room there was it's, no room it's weird because like Especially the later era stuff. There's some later era stuff in here. I think I like it better than yeah, Sam. yeah. And yeah. I'm just like I don't. So I I mean that with the first disc, not so much the second disc. The this is two. It's a it's oh, I'm, two hour album. I'm a disc two man. Are you serious? I'm a disc two man. Holy shit! So disc one is like the quintessential. This is that's like the years. Those are the first four dancing mm-hmm. albums. That's like the lineup. Disc two. Well, uh, plus like maybe a few tracks from after they they split, but disc two is all late nineties, early two thousands. That's 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 the sex party, fucking vampire goth nightclub music, and it's to me, to me, it's better than the albums for some reason. A lot of the, a lot of it is. I don't love it. There's a lot of yeah. that shit I do not like, but I, it is a lot of it's weirdly pretty good. <laughs> uh, so I think I heard this compilation once near the time it came out, perhaps. Uh, no, maybe a little later. And none of it stuck with me. Uh, the only reason I even bring it up is because on the first disc, they got When Death Had No Name, which I talked about on the main episode. Oh, it's on here like... It's on here twice. Twice, yeah. It, it should have only been on here once. And I, I know why they did it twice. I have an idea why they did it twice. Which version do you like better? The Danzig 3 version is... That's track seven, right? Yeah. Yep. It's far 100%. superior. 100%. So... Oh, We'll talk about it when we get, when we start doing the album, but that, that one, it was released. It was, it was on a single and that's the only one where I was truly, truly furious that that it wasn't on Danzig three and that they left fucking heart of the devil on there. I'm sorry. You can't do it. I can't can't do it. I like, Luke, (laughs) dude, subconsciously you're going to be start doing the lip thing too while you're wearing those. Oh. Uh, it's. Sh- I think it should have been on Danzig Danzig Three. I think it should have been fucking track two of Danzig Three. That's how oh, good that, shit. That's how yeah. much I think it fits in with that album and how good of a song it is. So I'll always be better about that. But it's on here, so at least it, it got a finally. It finally saw a, you know a full release. Uh, but everything else, it's like, yeah, this is like these. Could, these could all make up EPs. Mm-hmm. I think they're all pretty cool. They're not like the super the most memorable things. They're not his best songs ever, but they're neat. No, there's. I'm not going to show someone like trying to get into his stuff. I'm not going to be like, yo, check this out. Never, never. But, uh, unless you know, it's when death had no name. Cause I think it's, it's that good. Yeah. I, there's some like neat things where I'm just like, what if 
the album took their cues from these songs instead of like what the album did specifically like what do you mean like a song like deep oh yeah uh that's the thing deep i really like the original so much more than this version yeah and i feel the opposite about coming to silver mm. but you know, I might as well, might as well jump into some yes. bitch. So this is a, this is a big old fat ass album, like I said, two thousand seven. And if you're a big old, if you're a big Danzig fan like we are, especially me, going way back since I was a kid, you'll know exactly when this first song was recorded. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> sound says says it all it is Danzig three through and through yeah i can i can see why this was cut though 100 this does not fit the album but this is a cool like light-hearted rock and opener uh, are the songs in chronological nope no? i wish okay. i wish i'll i'll talk about it more okay Yeah, it's sleazy hard rock, but with the dream team, so it feels yeah. it feels good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's what everybody knows and loves. It's also novel hearing Glenn's voice at its prime, and with a song I've never heard before. That's true. That's true. It's like uh, stumbling into an alternative universe. Yeah. And Fucking uh, goddamn! I think it's ultimately a good thing it wasn't on the album, but agreed. It, it's cool. Um, and then so track two is the first version of when death had no name. Uh, I'm not exact. So this is my biggest problem with this whole compilation. There was damn near no info of when these were recorded. Okay. There's no. There's no like the only thing you get is like little quotes here and there. Like oh, this song was from this mm-hmm. this session, but there's no actual listing. Like not even on Discogs. There's nothing. There's no detailed account, which is. This is like that's like half the fun of compilations like this. You want to know exactly when they're. That is true. Usually it'll like. On the liner notes or yeah. the physical album, it'll say from this period and this period, this to be, time frame. To be fair, I don't own the physical version, so maybe it is on there. No one it just, no one just put it on the wiki or anywhere else. Um, it, that seems unlikely, though, because <clears throat> Discogs usually has stuff like that. Yeah, or yeah, the wiki or some place would have it. So, there, yeah, like we said, there's two versions of When Death Had No Name. Track two is the clearly clearly earlier version i'm assuming i don't know exactly i think it was during the the danzig one sessions yeah the the audio quality is not great on that one no it's not however i think uh glenn's vocal performance is far superior than the you know danzig three version the better version quote unquote. oh dang uh, it's just his choices i think are are smarter and more if you align could, huh? if you could like <laughs> take those vocals exactly and put them on the- yeah they're i think they're more in line of what the song feels like whereas in danzig three he he hits more off notes he goes sharp per, intentionally sharp with notes to make it i don't know he just started doing that a lot yeah later on uh and i don't think it works as well but but the danzig three version should have been fucking track two and this one <laughs> shouldn't be on there because <clears throat> like it's this filler 
you gotta you gotta put on you gotta put it on because I put it on the playlist for for our Danzig episode. The the good version. Yes. Okay. And yeah, it's weird how like these ones will say like three session. Yeah. Also, we're not gonna we're not gonna get to it, but like the the big like church bells at the end. Dude, so good. Yeah, it's just the perfect like cherry on top. I love this song. So I, I know I discovered this song in the MySpace days because this wasn't released yet or it only had the single. Yeah. And I was digging for a bunch of Sam Hain dirt and, and Danzig dirt. Uh, and then this was just on some random fan page. This song was like, oh my God, where is this song? Where is it? Every, yeah. Every once in a while when uh, back in those days or even before those days or like you just uh, if, you, if you grew up with like Napster, Soulseek? Soul I think so. LimeWire? Yeah. And you just type in the name of the band and you're just like looking for like tracks you don't have. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Got a little carried away there. No, no, no. no. It's good timing. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and, that, and that that song, like it, it goes multiple places. Like it goes that, that it, it goes super fast and that really hard rocky part. And then it goes to the church bell part. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking awesome. Should have been on Dancing 3, goddammit. Anyway, that, we'll, that, we'll, we'll, we'll stop yeah. with that. That should have... Um, I enjoy the guitar playing on Angel of Seventh Dawn. Yeah. Uh, there's some fun drumming on there. And then I... I, I think lo- that might have been during the Danzig 2 sessions, if I had to that, guess. Yeah, yeah. And then one of his better... Or I like his vocal performance on there. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, unsurprisingly, because these are such different time periods, the the production is mad uneven between each song. Like you yes. get this full album quality track and then this demo like mm-hmm. right after it's like all right this is fucking all right um what was it most of these are, are pretty decent they're not like like you should be dying i think is is fine um i have no idea when that was recorded the main uh, course makes me laugh on that one the way he executes it for some reason that, that vocal harmony breakdown at the end is makes me cringe like <laughs> when he, there's some really like, overly dramatic stuff that he does on on some of these songs that it's like oh god i get it you're trying to be fucking moving yeah um there are some cool riffs on that song though yeah the, the like main riff on that one sounds really awesome now gonna bring up some 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 old feelings yes the reason i stand by elvis danzig sings elvis as the worst danzig album is because cold cold rain is what i wanted mm. shit like that is what i was hoping for mm. that's a great fucking elvis style ballad that still feels like danzig but and like i love when they bring that song home with the with the organ the organs are sound yeah they sound yeah. awesome no, oh, yeah. I, I stand by singing elvis and this <laughs> like how s- sweet and <laughs> oh. simple it is and uh, just like Glenn, just a sw- <laughs> sweet, simple man. Yeah, no, no one's sweeter and simple than Glenn Danzig. Good old simple Jack. Um, uh, they got a few covers on here on the, on the first disc. They got a uh, Buke McCain from T Rex. I yeah, I didn't realize that was cover at first. I'm like, this is really stoner metally, but yeah. that's because it's a '70s hard rock. I never heard cover. the I never heard the original, so I have no I have, frame of reference. I've not seeked it out. Uh, t-rex uh you know if we didn't have a laundry list that's of a big, things that's a big one that would be like ideal in the early days of like oh that's a big band i know of but i've never yep really would like to finally get around to them at some point um 
what was it? And it, like ultimately, the 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 consistent problem with the, the entire thing is a lot of it is just oh, we, it doesn't feel very mixed. And I get it; those mm-hmm. are the, outtakes yeah. and demos and stuff. But some of it is worse than others. Like little things too, like in Buke McCain. The fuck the fucking shakers at the end. That's what does like, it for you. It's just no, no. It's it's, it's like they're just so loud. They're just right there. It's like, just bring them down. <laughs> you can edit that to make it look way worse. But it's so distracting. Like and then vocal. Some vocals are like really rough on it. Like on come to silver, which which was on Danzig Five. Uh, you were a fan of it. I was not. I'm a fan of it here again. I like this version better, but it's. I clearly rough. It is. It's like probably the same reasons I like it. It's like it sounds like a western. Yeah, and he goes acoustic so rarely, and it usually it, works pretty well. Yes, his 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 cowboy songs are end up especially sh- in his his later years end up being his best songs. He needs that next album needs to be like a an ode to to westerns. Dude. I mean, he already did the movie, right? Oh, yeah. He's get, he's well, get, so why not just accompany it? <laughs> yeah. Enough with the metal. Just do some cowboy shit, please. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not asking country either, because no. to me, country is very different than like a you know Morcone. Yeah. Um. So yeah. For, so with this kind of silver, his his voice is not mixed at all. It's like mm-hmm. straight up just not mixed. It's just on there, and the guitar sounds like it was recorded in a sewer. So it's like super <laughs> echoey and, and behind everything, but it's still, I get what it was going for. And it, I still like it more than the original, but going back a little bit earlier, uh, some of these, some of these tracks have really interesting backstories. Uh, like Satan's crucifixion, I believe is, um, it's spelled like the word fiction, not, mm. like, not like crucifix. Um, I believe it was recording during the Danzig four sessions. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure. And I think, if old wiki is to be believed, which it usually shouldn't, uh, that it was. They're, although they do have sources cited. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they, they said that they used it to, they used that song to play during rehearsals to, to scare off executives from the label mm. because it was so brutal and like, and not palatable and very not friendly. I, I liked it. I liked what, it too. Yeah. Which was interesting because, um, you know, maybe it's during four, but I was this listening to it. I was thinking it was later when, uh, it's, it's those like pitch harmonics. Is yeah. that what they're, So much fatigue from those towards the end of his discography. Oh yeah. Cause that's when you got Tommy Victor. I think it's Tommy Victor. Doing yeah. That. But, uh, probably cause it's not Tommy Victor on here. I liked, uh, it's John Christ. He's yeah, just, yeah. He's just better. We he just like him better. More. Yeah. Uh, Magic's cry. It's another evil rocker. I think it's from four as well. If I if I had to guess, that one that one's real dirty, real evil. I dig uh, it again. That's I, one, it. Wouldn't fit on the album. I like yeah. it. I'd like it, but it, it wouldn't work. Those those were the two songs where I started like coming around. Like, whoa, this isn't just like throwaway songs. No. Yeah. And. And, and we have to talk about White Devil Rise because I it's the funniest thing. I thought dude. it was awful, and then it gets badass. Yeah, fucking, like, dude, I, it's because it's it's right. Which is like the first chunk of it sounds like a, a really shitty uh, kind of knockoff of Bringer of Death. Uh huh. And then it goes into that jazz section, which he's That's never done before. Insane, Danzig yeah. has never done jazz, and it fucking works. It's cool. I, I like it. The the thing that did me in on that song was the the vocal performance. This song. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're so they're so ugly. They're bad. They're, they're it's not so good. bad. And and plus and plus it's not even mixed at all. <laughs> it it so, just so, it sounds like shit. But the fucking jazz section worked. That's that's yeah. It's novel. Once in a while, yeah, it'll, it'll get you. Um, but yeah, we talked a little bit a little bit about deep. This oh. version, I like it because on those, I, f- I forget specifically what album where it was like oh maybe he's going the industrial route yeah that was five yeah it just didn't it didn't come together and maybe because it's just one industrial song on here can yeah to likes the whole thing yeah dancing five is such a an interesting album that thing is oh man it's a, it's, it's yeah. almost like a fucking on, it's almost like it's like it didn't happen it's, it's like a fairy tale that's that album it's, it doesn't even seem real on paper it's not an awful idea i think i think with a better producer and backing band it could have it could have been a like great idea like, well also i believe he played a lot of guitar on that and he i what i would bet a whole bunch of money i don't have that Danzig is playing guitar on deep because yeah. he, there is fuck ups all over the place. It's like it's a bad recording. If, okay, if that's the case, then he should have been like, "This is not my realm, but I think my voice would sound awesome over it." Let me bring in some guys. Anybody who can play, anybody really. Yes, some guys who know what they're doing in this in this music. Yeah. I, I think it would have been well. He, he's done a lot of recording, a lot of guitar recording himself. Just when he doesn't have the means, or he doesn't want to like trust anybody else with it. But on the in this version of Deep, listen for it. They're, they're, he's, they're, he plays it wrong. Yeah, he's, he's fucking up. It's crazy. Yeah, but uh, I like the original a lot. So this one it was a huge letdown. Even though I still dig the song, Warlock I think is one of the weakest, if not the weakest song on the first disc. You know why? I had a feeling you wouldn't like that. Why is that? Because I got some Velvet Underground vibes really? from it. It, it. I didn't get any Velvet Underground vibes, but uh, it's the main riff is literally just the We Are 138 riff. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, come on. Like, I get people reusing the same chord, chord changes and all that, but you did it, dude. You did it. You yeah. did it already. Yeah. It was a better song. Let me, let me play some of that. I don't know if I'm going to get to the... Specifically, what part made me think like, uh, yeah, VU, VU, uh, that's Warlock, yeah, yeah. But you know, relatively short episode, let's just. It is, yeah, I get what you're saying, but also, I just, I like how fuzzy that is. It is fuzzy. Glenn does sound good on here. Yeah. Even though I don't like the song. A little, little bit. Um, I think this guitar here, that's why I was... Oh, you're right. It's, you know what that is? Go ahead, go ahead and lower it. Is that the ostrich? No, 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 not even close. Oh. That's 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 DI. That's direct input. That is... Mm. The, remember I was talking about how distortion always sounds the same when you when you record it directly in? Yeah. Like the like the Crass album, Penis Envy? Sure. That's what that is. Also, 100%. And also, it's almost like a him doing it, too. Yeah. Also, I think that was my favorite Crass album. It's the... It's, yeah. yeah it's my favorite one as well um pleasantly 
surprise to have the Cat People cover song. It's uh, oh wait, so so that's the end of the. We'll just move oh, on to the second disc. Oh, yeah, because yeah. uh, they're so distinct that I think they should be kind of separated yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, so first disc, yeah, it's it's the Dream Team, and then they're like three, four tracks of Danzig Five era. Mm-hmm. But disc two, that is uh, Danzig Six, and and uh, until Danzig. Seven, which I, doesn't sound like that long, but it's 99 to like 2002, 2003. And those albums are rough, but like I was just like fascinated by this, this too. Yeah. It was, so to go back to cat people, uh, David Bowie cover, which I don't even like the original. Really? I'm not a fan. Like that's, I, I love half of just uh that's, dance and then really hate the other half. Well, no, the, the, the version on let's dance. I, it, I don't like it. I like the version he did for the movie. Cat oh, people. Okay. That, I have not heard that version. It was in, it was in Glorious Bastards. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to play it for you when we're done here. Right on. And I thought that was the version Glenn was doing here because that version is fucking good. I love that version. And then I like him doing songs about cats because it makes me think about Wicked Pussycat. And also he likes cats. He does. Yeah. Cats. Cats are cool. They what mind I, their own business. Wicked Pussycat's is awesomely bad i like i was thinking about that song a lot today and, and i was sitting there eating like eating breakfast thinking about wicked pussycat and i was like it's a good song it's fucking stupid but hey, it's, it's not that bad yeah that was my <laughs> introduction to joey castile castile yeah. yeah uh so uh yeah so the, so the cat the cat people cover is like legit transformed it's way more interesting than i was expecting i didn't expect it to be like no, I, we're turning this into a dancing song like Holy shit, that's funny. He, he did turn cool. it, and yeah, I think he is doing the version from the, the, the sound. Movie? Yeah. Um, a little bit uh, at the beginning, it, it, this track two, op- sorry, disc two opens up with Look the Blood Off My Hands, which is, it's, I mean, it's demo quality, it's mixed like ass, it's kind of rough, but he has, he's chanting a little bit of Elvis on there, not like full on, yeah. but like uh, just that classic 50s style. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's very nice. <laughs> um bound by blood i like the big heavy riffs like that would have been enough for me but then there's like some quieter parts on there too hate that song i yeah, yeah that's I one of the know. other ones that makes me cringe yeah. I, I don't yeah i don't get it i don't get why it makes you cringe i i like the, so when the opening riff yeah when it, when it just starts out like, that's actually kind of nice it's very nice but he it hammers that same melody and riff into the ground for mm. the entire way. And it's just like, if it oh, was shorter, God. if it was shorter. You and would. then, oh, no, and then the harmonies, like they're just so like, oh, oh, oh. it's like, Oh, just, it's very, it, I know where it's going. <laughs> I get what you're doing. It's just, it's, uh, it just makes me, ugh. uh, crawl across your killing floor though. <clears throat> I remember when it came out or when it, they were, they released it, um, the, as a single or whatever. And I was like, "This is cool. It's not one of my, one of my favorites. It's just fine, though." Mm-hmm. Here, I fucking love it. I just, it I love this song. On you over, dude. It's rad. It's another cowboy dirge. Yeah, but fuck, man, it's rad. It's rad, dude. All the cowboy, all the cowboy stuff. He's just so much better at it than metal in his old age. It's just fuck. Uh, what else? Oh, the the cover of "Caught in My Eye" by the Germs. Check out that episode, by the way. Uh, uh, I I couldn't even recognize it as a germ song. Same. It sounds I like didn't a, even know that till right now. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, it's like a, it sounds like a sleazy party metal song with well, like a surf drum beat. It's yeah. it's fucking cool. It just transforms. Yeah, it yeah. Transforms it again. Yeah. Um, what song? Uh, who claims the solace? That could have gone the like industrial metal route because it starts off. I'm like I can picture like 
Rob Zombie being like, but you know, yeah, a few yes on there. Um, I I was uh. I found it to be pretty forgettable on the first listen. I was like, it's not bad, but yeah, not really great. Second listen, I was like, all right, it grew on me. Uh, but Melfischel, Melfickle, Ma- Malefickle, 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 Malefickle. That's probably Malefickle. Yes, probably Malefickle. Uh, brooding and evil, solid as shit. Like yes. that one a lot. Big, big Black Sabbath riffs on there. I I like the way the drum, they're, they're nice and booming and... Um, you get that with his later his later albums where they think playing it loud equals better. Yeah. But in this instance, it works for, for Listen, it's from the school of spinal tap and I stand by it 100%. It's louder, is, it's better. It goes to 11. Um the other I think the other one that was this like way way louder uh under belly of the beast. Yeah, it's it's just what's the difference between that and Belly of the Beast from Dancing Six? I don't know the difference. I, oh, I don't know. I, I don't. No, I was wondering, like, aside from it being a you know weaker production, why why is why is this here? And there's no backstory. There's no listing like, oh, this yeah. was recording during this, and this is why. There's nothing. I have, so I don't know why it's here. It sounds almost identical to the Belly of the Beast. Yeah, but. I still like the song. I always like the song. It's cool. Uh, Glenn I, still sounds bad on it though, because that was just a time period where he sounded bad. Um. Dying, dying seraph. Yeah, that's, Love that one. that's how you do. Ba- that's how he should do ballads. Do put put on a little bit of that because uh, we haven't put on anything from the second disc. Hell yeah, that song's rules. Yeah, that is. And again, if this, why I think I like too is like this kept catching me by surprise. Yeah. Almost slint like. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yes. Shit, I'm wearing this shirt. That's what you said. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't like slint's a very specific sound. It is. Yeah. Yeah. This is nice. It's, I feel like it's better than any of the bells that were on these albums during I, this time period. I agree. It's 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 insane. All right. Fucking hey, man. That song rolls. Um, and yeah, I'm just like, damn. I didn't I didn't know you had that in you. Um, I'm not too big on Soul Eater or Lady Lady Lucifera. Of course, I love that song because that is the most stoner metal it thing. It is. Uh, it's not that it's, I don't think it was bad. It just I, it left my brain the second it ended. I was like, wait a minute. What did I feel about that? Like, fuck. Oh, yeah, it, must I, not, it didn't just it just didn't stick with me. Made me think about Caius. So oh. like, that's always that's always a win in my book. Uh, and then Unspeakable was another. It's a remix. I believe. I think the song was off. Was this used in a, in a porno? It might as well have been, dude. It's fucking weird. It apparently was mixed by Shango, whoever the hell Shango is. And I mean, it's it's fully electronic. I mean, it's he took some now, liberties. I'll, I'll it, just say that. Yeah, it's not it's not cool in the way Deep is either. It's no, like the the rhythm section, the electronic rhythm section that, they, that he mixed it with sounds goofy and mm-hmm. silly. Uh, there's still moments of it that I, that I like, but it's mostly because the original song, not anything. It has nothing to do with, with this remix of it. Uh, I, I, I don't, it's interesting. I'll give mm-hmm. it that, but 
it's it's the weakest song on disc two in my opinion. It's also the weirdest. It fits in the yeah. least. I mean, it's full on electronic. It's, it's weird. I think we should this get a like pure remix album. I'm afraid of that. I'm sure it depends who's remixing it. I want Danger we- Mouse. Let's get Danger Mouse. Let's get, yeah. <laughs> no, I want weirdos like Death Grips and oh, Author yeah. and Punisher. And there's a lot of people doing like noisy electronic music. Give me like a Clippings remix. Oh, I think that would be cool. That would be interesting. Of dancing songs. I'll be telling yeah. so wild. Yeah. Give me these like noisy electronic guys remixing dancing that fuck you fuck you fuck you oh (laughs) give me those guys man i agree but i want to only do only with wicked pussycat i want a full album of wicked wicked pussycat i I think very i want seven seven different different versions i'm for it i'm for it or like um metallica this came out with an awful thing of the black album where oh it's like, that uh, wasn't that wasn't even them it was everyone else yeah well yeah it's like a hundred different artists doing covers of like all the same songs off the black album oh it's the same songs well How there's many? like there's like five different versions of enter sandman and then you'll get like five different versions of it's sad but true and so it's like i didn't even listen to it all the way through i just kind of skimmed through like what i thought would sound it yeah. good or interesting yeah and it's just they're all bad fucking i dude i was listening to the black album yesterday yeah i never listened to metallica and the fact that we're talking i i, I have had a, I have a very long 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 commute home yeah. from, from work so i just been putting on old albums that i love and i just started listening to a bunch of thrash again so all the slayer metallica and megadeth uh anthrax one day but they're come on yeah uh, what was it? Uh, uh, and I was, yeah. And I only put on the black album just to really like soak in that production because it's just so, it's just so much better than every other Metallica album, um, which is weird. Yeah. No, the, the covers version is exhausting because of the decision to, it's like a bunch of like world, like different, ver- like full, like fully different transformed genres and like oh. world music and all like a fucking Russian oomphah version of, I don't know, Sabatru. Yeah, know. it doesn't. Oh man. Yeah. They- I'm, I'm interested. I haven't heard any of it. I only thing I know about it was, uh, Kirk Hammett, uh, uh, was it, he was interviewed on the bonfire crackle crackle to those who watch it or listen to it rather, uh, promoting it. And, the Dan Soder was was trying to like he's like all right be honest you don't have to say any names but which one of these songs were you like what the hell are you guys doing and <laughs> of, of, of course Kirk was like no nah, it's just interesting man it's just, I never never he's been obviously yeah he has to but I'm curious I'm sure there's something interesting in there but it, I, I thought it, I thought it was just I didn't know it was like multiple versions of the same song which I think is wildly redundant yeah like the the like physical vinyl version is like over a hundred dollars because it's like four plus disc or Jesus Christ. There, there's a lot of fucking songs on there. God damn. And yeah, I, I looked at it and I'm like, I think that, yeah, I think the best way to do it is just pick what you think you, you might like or sound it. Um, that was a yeah. big, when I dig, digress. Uh, since we're talking about Metallica, that was like, just cause I'm listening to like my favorite albums ever. And it's, it ends up being a bunch of thrash. Uh, and, like like so I started it was like okay I'm going back to to Brandon Blood because 
It's one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's so funny how much better Rain and Blood sounds than every other thrash album within like a five year before and after period. Yeah. Like plus or minus five years, nothing sounds even remotely as good as Rain and Blood. It's yes. crazy. And I don't even understand how or why exactly. It's just so full and natural sounding where did Ruben work with any other like thrash bands? I don't I don't know. At the time. At the almost. time it was just the Beastie Boys, right? Yeah, and that's not even like that's this, you know. I don't think he did any other. Th- no, I mean, a couple of years later, he would do Danzig, but that's yeah, very different sound entirely. But uh, so it's like you listen to to just to take the three: Rain and Blood, Master Puppets, and P Cells. They're all released in the same year, and just like it's unfair how much better <laughs> Rain and Blood. It's like it's insane. Master yeah. Puppets has that really muffled, and then that that snare is just really fat and and like snary. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's more fuzzy than it is a crack. Mm-hmm. So it ends up taking away a lot of the punch of the songs, even though the songs are great. And then P cells is just like the most echoey shitty sounding thing ever, even though I, I like the way it sounds. <laughs> and then rain and blood is just a, it, it sounds like it was recorded last year. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. I, don't, yeah. I just don't get it. Nothing to complain about. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I haven't listened to master of puppets in a long time. I should do it. Uh, because it was my first album ever when I was, you know, six, seven years old. Um, I like, I hear nothing but like memories when I, when I, when I listen to it, but the longer I go without listening to it, the more I can kind of appreciate it brand new again. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. The pacing I, is off. It's pacing is a little wonky, but it's fucking incredible. I remember like watching the SNM special on MTV. The first one, right? Yeah. 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 And like like oh shit this is cool and i just put like any metallica album on my christmas list and oh, that's how you discovered them was snm holy that, shit that was like when i got into them i probably had heard them before but that was like seeing that performance i was like this band's fucking cool with fucking michael Kamen, uh, who yeah. did the score for die hard i mean he's done other stuff. does other stuff but I, that's all i know from so anyways i thought metallica was this one band and my friend's mom, she, that lady was cool. Like she knew her music. Yeah. And she got me Master of Puppets. Yeah. And I had like one of the only instances of like putting on a record and just like, this is not at all what I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, because my only exposure to Metallic before Master of Puppets was the Black album and, a few songs off justice for all. Yeah. And my brother just kept saying, get master puppets. That's the one you're getting because I was a fucking kid. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. I was like, ah, okay. And then day one, I was like, Oh my God, the world is different now. No, that dude, I was, my little brain was not expecting battery, dude. Like I've never heard anything that fast in my life at the time. Yeah. I, I wasn't like, I was exposed to slipknot, but I was like, this is, this is too much. I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. And then after battery, that was like my first exposure to like something insanely fast. Yeah. And oh yeah. And it, it like the brilliance of sorry, Lars Ulrich <laughs> and uh, James together. Mm. One of the most incredible rhythm sections ever, because these are really odd timing, odd time riffs. Like they're in a four, four, but they're just 
like they're like in between a four or four. Like they, they start when you don't think they should start and they, they end abruptly, even though it's still in time. Yeah. It's the strangest, strangest arrangements. And especially I, when, when Lars throws in symbols, it's seemingly out of nowhere, but he, it works. He likes to crash on, on, uh, on the, on the end. The yeah. Yeah. Or, or on, on two. Yeah. So like, yeah, coming out of a big field, fill he won't like most people do it on the the one to yeah. let you know the fills over he'll, he'll like do it a little bit after let it and then boom yeah. and it, it does work it ends up giving it this this other dimension and it's especially prominent on on master puppets and it may not be everyone's favorite song of metallica's or maybe their best song but i, I like it a lot and i think I think Damage Incorporated is a perfect I love that song. It's a great song, but people often overlook it. It's like, oh, it's just another one of their thrash songs. It's a good song. It is a perfect thrash song. If you listen to, sorry, if you listen to the yeah. the way every single section moves into the next section, it sounds like it, it took them a million hours to construct that. How tight it is, where it's every super, fill goes. Yeah, they stop on dimes. Every and, yeah. choice is brilliant in that yeah. song. It's it's insane. The riffs are strong too, but like just from a structural standpoint, you don't get better than damage and cobra. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I know we won't do it for a long time, but this is wasting our talk. Dude, yeah, we will do talk one day. That's a big one, and that's I, I, yeah. I will. I will. Last thing I will say, um, because you you said the genius of Lars Ulrich, uh, the the drumming on Injustice for All is some of the most ingenious creative yeah metal drumming ever yeah I, I don't give a shit like you can't listen to injustice for all and be like this guy's a an average drum like yeah like i get that his personality is kind of like off sucks <laughs> putting sucks yeah. personality bad personality but whew, damn like the when i started like getting into drums and playing them and then going back and listen to injustice for all i was just like you're doing what like yeah. yeah it's uh drummers like like lars and uh he's he's a weird example because he's in this genre where you're expected to be a beast and and he doesn't do anything he can't really do any of that but he just does rhythmic he makes rhythmic choices that are very very unorthodox very unusual and very very riffy they're very rhythmic and riffy uh so i, I think of him i think of like mike borden from from faith no more mm-hmm. and of course matt cameron who's the who's better than all of them where they do little things that you know he thought about before doing it whereas if you think if you listen to most thrash and most death metal it sounds like okay he's gonna do the beat he's gonna blast reload, he's gonna do a crazy drum roll and then he's gonna keep going the, like the drums are there to be brutal usually where like these drummers are like how can i add to the like rhythm of the song which you don't really think of in metal because yeah for most metal it's like if you know that the the tempo you can just kind of play it, yeah. right? You're not really thinking about what exactly you're going to do. Whereas these drummers, they're doing, they they write their drums the same way that, everyone, you know, whoever writes the rest of the song. Yeah. Like like I'm it, doing this exactly right here. I'm doing this little, I'm doing this little bell thing right there. Every single time, every single time that bell is going right there. Yeah, like, that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I love. If you take the drums from like Enter Sandman or Injustice for All and this isolate them and like just the drums, I think most people would be like, oh, that's Enter Sandman. That's just yeah. like they would know just yep. from the drums because it sounds like the song. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely it. Yeah. Whereas, dude, take a fucking any thrash song, any standard thrash <laughs> any song. Slam, any <laughs> slam song. <laughs> yeah. No, Dave Lombardo's amazing. He's a, that's one of the reasons I think Rain and Blood is so fucking good uh, is because he's going so fast, but he's so... 
he's so tight. Also the way it's produced, the way the drums are produced really well, but he's tighter than I think any of the other, um, and in terms of sheer speed, uh, out of the most thrash bands, he's kind of like the goat. Although everyone kind of yeah. agrees with that, I can't believe we did get Lombardo and Dan Zig playing together, but this doing misfit songs like "Oh, right. that's just, so cool." <laughs> just give me an album with those two. I don't even care if it's like a side project or. Well, Dave Lombardo does like a million side projects. I don't he see does. why he wouldn't. Yeah, you ever hear the? Uh, I think it's called Drums of Death. I think it was DJ Spooky. Um, no, no. What that? That's disappointing. I was like, dang, a DJ and Lombardo, and it's called Drums of Death. Oh, what the hell? I'm just going to buy that. I don't, uh-huh. I'm not going to listen to it, and it's uh, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, there's not enough cool drum things. Like the last truly unbelievable thing, I think it was the, the, the Boredoms thing mm-hmm. or the Ayamatsuka thing. Um, I forgot what the hell it's called. Yeah, you'll probably see it on screen if I found it. Um, the thing where he let, well, first he did it with 77 drummers, lined them all up in a spiral in uh, in New York, I think it was Central Park, and orchestrated this giant, giant 77 drummer symphony with just drummers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he did the same thing the next year uh, in LA. That's the one with, I went but to. with yeah, with 88. Yeah. Um, you 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 actually made it inside. I did make it inside and it was very obnoxious uh, trying to look at Zach Hill because everyone just stood around Zach Hill and didn't move. I'm like, there's 88 cool drummers. I forget who else was there. There's so many great drummers. They had like a, like a little map of where everyone was. And like, I'm like, I love Zach Hill too, obviously, but like for the other people, you could this, like there's people doing crazy stuff i get zach hill is a great drummer i get it fucking have some self-control dude i'm talking to him like oh no he just no. does he just goes full tan on every song and it gets fucking exhausting like i, I mean what I, are you what I, are you doing i think it's fine for like the bands he does uh, but you know zach hill and like a mars volta that's like my nightmare scenario but that's basically what thomas Prigen was oh yeah the second guy right uh yeah yeah he came on the bedlam bedlam of goliath yes that is pretty zach hill like drumming and that's that's what i mean i don't even really like zach hill's band but he's hella which is like that's the thing like it fits for for what that band is but i can't listen to a full hello i get mm. bored as fuck because he just keeps it's every song he's at full, going full speed and I, I, I love I love me some death grips and it's crazy. Oh yeah, it's, he's crazy in death grips. It's crazy because like he I don't think he really drums for the studio albums, but like when yeah, you see live. him see him live, it's just like MC Ride rapping, and I assume they're playing the songs in the background. It's just Zach Hill. He's just he's just doing drum fields. Yeah, it's it's uh, I don't it's brutal. It's brutal live. I don't think I could watch it more than 30 minutes, but I love it. Yeah. So yeah, the reason I don't love him is the same reason I love drummers like Matt Cram- Cameron, where it feels There's like control. <laughs> yeah, they have control, but also it doesn't feel like he's really contemplating what he's doing. It doesn't seem like he's really like writing out what he's. It doesn't feel very calculated. It just feels like he's just losing his shit every mm. single song. It's like fuck, man. It's cool. It's cool. Definitely cool, but it's not not for every fucking song for me. Um, but. Let's, let's just wrap. Let's go back to the album a little bit and wrap. Um, 
Uh, I, I, I would call the first disc essential for all Danzig fans just because that's the, it's the dream team. A uh, lot of good stuff on there that won't, won't fit anywhere else, and it kind of goes together nicely on this package. And then the other side of the spectrum, I'm, you know, not a diehard Zig fan, but <laughs> we're going to call him Zig from now on. Zig, because I can say that, but putting Dan in front of it, I'm going to throw an N in there. Yep. Um, yeah, I found I found this too kind of fascinating, like what could have been and just what a uh, yeah, if, you, if you're a fan of his music, this is like up there in terms of like b-sides and lost tracks which usually this feels fill uh filler yeah or like or, well, or like uh it's cool we have it but like there's there's some good stuff on here if th- you're a fan thinking about I, I can't think of too many specific examples except for the really bad ones of of bands that we've covered where we we, we covered stuff like this where you know the, the, the unreleased stuff and the the outtakes and just how unbearable it is. And it usually ends up being worse. It's exhausting. Yeah. If this was on our main episode, this was 100% not be worse. This would, no, this would be fucking up there, Uh, which is, that is thinking about it now. It is rare. It's weird how rare it is. Yeah. Yeah. This was a a nice treat that uh, I didn't know it was like two hours long. And I was like, fuck you, Mike at first. But once I got going, yeah, not too bad. This was nice. Not too bad. Hell yeah. So thank you all so much for listening and watching. Be sure, be sure to check out the Danzig episode if you haven't already. Uh, and this was this was delightful. Uh, for all the patrons, thank you so much for, for doing what you do so we can do what we do. We're alive. Thanks to you. And uh, everyone else, be one of them. Please help us live <laughs> more. And I think, I think, I think it's about it. So uh, I guess we'll catch you all in the next one. So for Alex and me, see ya. Toodles.